Wait a minute, I hear something. What's going on? Welcome back to Dr. Movie. Hope everybody had a uh, great Thanksgiving. Uh, if you celebrate that. I know it's divisive. <laughs> uh, but hope everybody had a fantastic weekend, at least, anyways. And, uh, yeah, hope you're having a good day. So, we're back in the stupid movie club. And today's movie, I absolutely love. Although... I, I know, it's not a good movie. Uh, well, for the most part, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, well, well, we'll talk about the problems, right? But we are talking about a movie from 1984 called Rhinestone with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton. Y you would figure with that kind of lineup, you'd have a bona fide hit on your hands. But... Uh, lo and behold, uh, you really don't. <laughs> However, uh, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, maybe because it hits a little bit close to home, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those, again, that was on a whole bunch when I was young on, uh, on HBO. And, I don't know, the movie's got a charm to it. Because it's, you know, it's the typical thing of two people that are so unlikely getting together and making something fantastic happen, you know. If you want to look at it that way. The, the pinnacle of this movie is, you know, nothing groundbreaking. But, uh, like I said, 1984 comedy slash musical. You guys know how I feel about musicals, right? So... Uh, again, I don't mind music in movies as long as it's, is it, as long as it makes sense. And in this movie, it makes sense. They're only performing songs, um, you know, when they're supposed to. They're not just breaking out a song when they're walking across a field or petting a cow or, you know, like, like real musicals do. This is a movie that's got songs in it. <clears throat> so I, that's, how, that's why it's hard for me to call it a musical. This movie is directed by the great Bob Clark. Uh, again, another shocker, right? Because Bob Clark, children shouldn't play with dead things, Black Christmas, uh, one of my personal favorite underground movies, uh, Death Dream, Porky's, A Christmas Story. I mean, the guys, you know, his, his, his movies are across the spectrum. And he pretty much aces all of them. So here's his attempt at a another comedy. Um, and uh, you know it, it didn't it didn't it didn't work out so great for him. But I can see things in this that makes me realize that it is Bob Clark. Besides the fact that you see Bob Clark in the movie, um, for the most part. It, it has that charm that, that he's able to bring through the screen. So let's look here. It got a 4 out of 10 on IMDb. It's got a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. So like I said, it is, it is not a 
well-liked film. And, and again, it's quirky. It's its own thing. It's, it's really unlike anything else. And to me, there's only really one problem in the movie. And uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> uh, why to watch? Well, wait a minute. Do we need to do a synopsis first? Um, let's see here. Oh, good grief. This thing's a mile long. Hold on, I'm going around a, a curve here. Um, almost there. Almost there, folks. There we go. Let me pull out in front of this car and we'll be ready to go. Look out, sucker! All right, here we go. Uh, trying to get out of her contract with her obnoxious manager, Freddie, uh, country singer Jake Ferris, which is Dolly Parton, bets that she can turn the next person she sees into a Nashville-style crooner. Unfortunately, the next person she sees is a cocky New York City cabbie, Nick, which is Sylvester Stallone, who can't sing a note. Undoubtedly, she brings her new protege to her tiny Tennessee hometown to train him in all things country, while her ex-boyfriend, Tim Thomerson, which is fantastic in this movie, tries to win her back. They put a lot of emphasis on the on the ex-boyfriend thing. He didn't he didn't really try to win her back. Uh, he thinks she's already his. That's a little different. So yeah, there you go. That that's that is this movie in a nutshell. Why to watch? It's a music, amusing, <laughs> lyrical and charming. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. I don't know what the lyrical part, but it's very entertaining, very funny. It's good clean humor that you can let your kids watch. Well. <laughs> For the most part, the problem is, is the manager that she's trying to get away from is constantly trying to get her in bed. That's kind of the whole point of this movie is, you know, he's got her under contract. She can't go anywhere and he'll let her out if she'll sleep with him. And in this bet, that's what it comes down to as well. If, if she wins, she gets her contract and she gets to do what she wants to. But if he wins, he gets to keep her for another five years and she has to sleep with him. So, you know, good, good, clean family fun. <laughs> uh, and the fact that, you know, it's, it's Dolly Parton, so she's, you know, revealing some body parts from time to time. And there's other ladies that work in this bar that, you know, are showing off the goods and, you know, good, clean family fun. Uh, if I was watching it with my dad, he'd be like howling and stuff. So there you go. My dad's that kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's look at our our actors, our cast. We got Sylvester Stallone. Do we really need an introduction? Don't think so. We got Dolly Parton. Again, uh, this is, this. I mean, did, did anybody see her perform at the Thanksgiving football game, uh, the, the Dallas Cowboy game, where she came out? In the, I mean, I know you've seen it on Facebook, the pictures and stuff. Um, I've got mixed feelings about it. Hooray for her being the age she is and still being gaudy enough to get up there dressed like a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. But do we really need that? The top I could probably go along with because, you know, it really didn't show anything. But those shorts, I don't know, man. Obviously, she wasn't wearing the same shorts that the cheerleaders wear, and thank goodness. But also, 
I, I don't know. I don't know that short, the shorts were that flattering. Uh, but anywho, she still did a great job. Uh, still looks great, I mean, for her age. Of course, you know, when you've got that kind of money, you can have every surgery done under the, under the sun. Uh, there's not much left of Dolly that's original anymore. I mean, and I'm talking surgery-wise. So we can say she looks great, but, you know, plastic lasts forever. Uh, again, not bashing Dolly, but, you know, there's things about her that we question, like we think maybe she's had a stroke because she's got this, sh this sh thing that she does with her teeth now, which is just an old age thing, but it's almost like the dentures are a little loose and about to fly out and she's having to catch them a lot. It's just what it sounds like. So, I don't know. You would figure with who she is, she wouldn't have dentures. She'd have implants. <laughs> hey, I made my own joke there. Uh, dental implants. And, uh... <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, the, where am I at? Dental teeth, right? Dental teeth, <laughs> dental teeth. Uh, you know, I don't know. There, there's something, something's happened, right? And I'm, I'm sure it's an age thing, no doubt. But, anywho, still impressive that she's still getting up there doing what she does, making it work. So, I, I think she looks way better than Madonna does, and uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, and there's quite a bit of age difference there. Uh, we got Tim Thomerson in this, who's always hilarious. Uh, doll man, for all of you, you know, fans out there, Trancers, right? Kind of the movies that he kind of branched out and became known for. We got Rob Liebman in this, who's the, uh, the manager that's trying to sleep with Dolly, who's hilarious in this movie. Richard Farnsworth, who plays uh, Dolly's dad. Uh, <laughs> who's fantastic uh, and there's uh, not many other people to bring up worth talking about uh, da, 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 I'm looking Troy Evans from uh, Ace Ventura uh, da, 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 da. that's the most of it that's the ones that count right uh, Leland Sklar is in this who's the bass player for uh, uh, Dolly's band in this uh, where's the where's the dude? Dean Smith. Is this the guy? No. Don't think so. Maybe it is. There's a heckler. There's one guy I'm looking for particularly here, folks. Doorman runs on heckler. Heckler. Speck Rhodes is in this. Don Hammer, Sid. Japanese father. Uh, sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm looking for something specific here. I can't think of the guy's name. Maybe I hit it. I don't know. It's one of my. It's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Anyway, I'm talking way too much here. It's been a while. Uh, anywho, let's get into this one. Uh, you, you heard the beginning, right? Dolly's performing. I, I tell you folks, I even got the soundtrack to this movie. This is how much I love this movie. Uh, 
the songs are, I mean, the Dolly songs are fantastic. They're typical great Dolly songs. The other songs are hilarious. Uh, and getting to the real problem of this movie is it's Stallone singing. Um, which, you know, you hear him sing a little bit in one of the Rocky movies, you know, and just kind of messing around with Adrian. And, you know, you can tell he can carry it too. He does not need to be singing country, which is kind of the whole point of the movie, but at the same time, you, we kind of wear that out in this movie. He sings a little too much. That's just my opinion. Um, anywho, we'll get to the movie. But yeah, uh, Nick's a cab driver. He's not very good at what he does. He's kind of wild. At the beginning, he's taking some tourists around that want to, you know, go around New York City, and he's slinging the car around everywhere, making U-turns. It's just craziness, right? At the meantime, Dolly's up there performing. She gets off the stage. Her manager, you know, she approaches the manager, and they have heckling night, which is, it's like not at the Apollo, right? I mean, th this crowd is brutal. And, uh, you know, the, the, the manager is always trying to bring somebody in there and become the next big international country star, right? Oh, by the way, apparently... And it says it at the beginning of this movie that this movie is based on the lyrics of the song Rhinestone Cowboy. What a weird take. Yeah, I like that song so much, I'm going to make a movie based on it. Even though it's really not going to have anything to do with the lyrics that's in the song. So I guess the song was the inspiration, but kind of a weird concept. But it makes sense. I mean, Rhinestone Cowboy, you know, it's the two things that don't go together. Um, but uh, that's when she works up the deal about getting out of the contract. The next person she sees ends up being Nick uh, crashing his cab. And then they start working out the deal where, you know, he's got two weeks to learn to be the, the next big country singer. But before all this, like I said, the, they're doing the heckling night, right, where this guy gets up on the stage. <laughs> favorite part of the movie man this guy gets up there I can't remember his name but uh, he's gonna do a song and he looks the part man he's got the black cowboy hat he's got the the the, the buttoned-up vest it's got a big you know embroidered bird on his chest you know it's you know total country man dude's got a big scar across his face and he gets up there and the heckler start before he even starts singing this guy blows a party horn. He's like, son, you blow that horn one more time. You're going to be eating it for a midnight snack. I mean, this guy's a bad dude, right? Some guy, some guy, other guy heckles him, and he picks up the mic stand and just bends the mic stand in his hands, which is impossible, <laughs> right? So, you know, this, this is a tough dude. He breaks off in this song. He said, I want to do this next song for my baby. And he gets to sing in this song. And it sounds awesome when it starts. And he's talking about how he's a, a beaten man and he's got a scar in his heart, like the scar on his face. And, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. And, and then it gets into the song where he's met the girl of his life and they're getting ready to get married. But his, his wife decides that she needs to finish plowing the field first. So she's out there on a tractor in her wedding gown. And her wedding gown gets caught in the tractor and it pulls her under the tractor and kills her and splatters her blood and body all over the place. And <laughs> he's singing about it. 
Oh man, there is blood on the ground and brains on the hay. <laughs> it's just hilarious. And uh, I mean, if you <laughs> if you check out any part of this movie, check that out, man. It is fantastic. And uh, anywho, after that, she meets Nick. And she asked Nick if he has any musical background. He goes, yeah, I've got an organ at my house. And, of course, you get some sexual innuendos here, right? Some puns. They go to his house, and he lives above a funeral parlor. And they go up there, and there's this big pipe organ. And he starts playing it. And he's playing some pretty, you know, pretty good chords on it at the beginning. And then he breaks off into Tutti Frutti, and it's... He's just screaming and yelling, and it is just a debacle. It's it's pretty incredible. But what's funny is he don't know it, but they're having a funeral, <laughs> which he lives right above it, and the pipe organ is for the funeral home. So these people are having a funeral. <laughs> there he is singing this song, and his dad comes running up there, and he's like, oh, what are you doing? You know, very Italian. And... Uh, <laughs> It's just, it's great. It's great. And, uh, of course, he apologizes to the family and all that stuff. And so, anywho, I mean, you, you've got a lot that goes on in this movie. She takes him back to Tennessee to teach him how to be country. Uh, he don't like it. He's learning to sing these songs like, Budweiser, you created a monster. And they call him Drinkenstein. And, uh, you know... They're trying to teach him to be country, and it, again, just it's got some great scenes in it. He becomes friends with Burdette Cow, which he doesn't know at the time, but ends up being Dolly's ex-boyfriend, who used to be a singing duet with her. And again, Tim Thomerson, it's hilarious. They end up being big friends, and they end up not liking each other because they're fighting over Dolly. You got all that happening. Then you got Dolly and... and Stallone falling in love, but they're trying to hold back because they got to get through this thing. Uh, you know, you get all this stuff going on. You get the fish out of water. You get, you know, Nick from New York trying to live in the country. And uh, it's just funny. It's just, it's, 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 for the most part, light humor funny. And uh, they end up coming back to the bar for him to perform, and he ends up getting the big head because he performs back in Tennessee, ends up drawing a big crowd, and he gets the bug, right? He gets the the, the stage bug. And um, now he's wanting to change his career, and Dolly's like, you know, when they get back to New York and they're having a family celebration at his family, and he's like, I'm not going back to driving a cab. I'm, I'm going to be a music singer. She's like, oh, Nick, you know, come on. You're, you've only been doing this for two weeks. You know, you're, you're not really that good. So, I mean, they kind of have a falling out. Dolly goes to stop the uh, the whole contest and get her contract back or just call, tries to call the whole thing off because her manager's like, nope, nope, that's going to happen. We're just going to go ahead and get naked right here right now because that's, you know, that's the kind of guy he is. Uh, Stallone shows up, saves the day. Then they end up getting on stage performing, and Stallone wins the audience over. And they sing one song too many. <laughs> That's kind of how this movie rolls. And uh, I don't know. I, I, it's, this is one of those that if I'm sitting at home 
nothing to do, I'll watch this over and over. I just, I love this movie. Uh, and again, I know it's not a good movie. It's never been considered a good movie. But I love it. I do. I, I love the aspect of, you know, Stallone coming to the country and, and learning all the stuff and still trying to be this ab abrasive New York City guy. It just works. You know, the only thing that doesn't work is, you know, it, it, even when Stallone is, when Stallone's not trying to sing and being bad, he's great. When he's trying to sing and be halfway decent, it's not good. <laughs> and that's really the problem in the movie. Other than that, and again, it, it, it works because that's kind of the whole point, right? He's not supposed to be the next big sensation. He's just supposed to be able to get through the crowd, right? The heckling crowd. And that's kind of the whole point. So in that way, it works. But, you know, like I said, there, there's really one too many songs in this movie, but you only get about halfway through it and, you know, thank goodness. So, <laughs> anywho... That's my thoughts on Rhinestone. Uh, if you're a fan of this movie, let me know because this is it's it's kind of a sleeper. Um, but I just I don't know. I have a, a, a big spot in my heart for this. My daughter loves this movie. Um, it's just it's just one of those family movies that we watched. Uh, Becky and I watched it the other night just so I could talk about it here, and never get tired of it. It's just it's just got those scenes that just work. So there you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed this one. This is. I hate to say it, it's a five out of five for me. Uh, I can watch this at a drop of a hat anytime, any time of year. If, it, if anybody wants to say, hey, you want to watch Rhinestone? I'm like, yeah. So there you go. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later. Dr. Cooper.